0: Welcome to Shiar Jashub, brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shiar Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the in-depth, through-the-Bible series entitled, Heavenly Authority. So let's join my husband, Pastor Greg, as he begins the Sunday Sermon.
1: Let's continue this morning our study of heavenly authority We've seen the transition from the judgeship to the kingship And we've studied Samuel and we studied Saul Who is the first king of Israel And we want to review a few things before we continue on Remember how in 1 Samuel chapter 10, when Samuel anointed Saul as king privately, he told him that he would meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place at the hill of God. He said, and they will be prophesying. He says in chapter 10, verse 6, Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and be turned into another man. And let it be, when these signs come to you, that you do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. You shall go down before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings, and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. And we saw it. We saw how then in verse 10, Saul comes upon the group of prophets. He also prophesies the Spirit of God comes upon him, and he becomes as a different man. And then we see, as Samuel said, that he did as the occasion demanded, for God was with him. And that was in the instance when the Israelites at Jabesh Gilead were surrounded by the Ammonite king Nahash. And Nahash tells them, either be killed or surrender and have one of your eyes plucked out. And they send for help. And Saul, the Spirit of God, comes upon him. The anger of the Lord comes upon him. And he wins a marvelous victory against the Ammonites that he saves the people of Jabesh Gilead. He does as the occasion demands because God is with him. And then right after that, we have Saul's coronation at Gilgal. And remember we said Gilgal, this town just this side, the Israeli side of the Jordan River, was the town that the Israelites first entered when they crossed into the promised land when they crossed over the Jordan. That's where the memorial stones were set. Uh, it's where the first Passover in Canaan was celebrated. It's where Joshua, years before, had his base of operations. And Samuel says uh, in verse 14 of chapter 11, Let us go to Gilgal and renew the kingdom there. So we have this going to Gilgal as a prophet earlier prophesied when he anoints Saul with the oil. And last time we saw that at this coronation, they had the sacrifices, they had the peace offerings, there was great rejoicing, and then right in the midst of the rejoicing, Samuel the prophet stands up and he breaks the mood. This happy mood is broken as the old prophet testifies against the people because of their cry for a king in fear of Nahash. He says in chapter 12, verse 12, chapter 12, verse 12, and when you saw that Nahash, king of the Ammonites, came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us when the Lord your God was your king. God should have been their king. And out of fear, they cry out for a king. And then he tells them that if they fear the Lord, verse 14, and they serve him and obey his voice, and they do not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then then both you and the king who reigns over you will continue following the Lord your God. However, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you as it was against your fathers. And he prophesies a sign. He says to them, Stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Is today not the wheat harvest I will call to the Lord and he will send thunder and rain that you may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord, and asking a king for yourselves. And Samuel called to the Lord and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. And during the wheat harvest, which was mid-May to June, we said that it was uncommon in Israel to have rain and now they have thunder and great rain as as though the people needed a good bathing. They needed repentance. They needed to turn from the evil way. And in the middle of rejoicing, the prophet tells them that they need to obey God. And the sign comes down and the serene peace of their wheat harvest is suddenly broken. And it's a sign to show them that the peace they're hoping for from having a king The peace they're hoping for from having a strong government to fight for them can instantly be broken if God so chooses. He can send the thunder clouds in an instant. And it's a sad thing that sometimes it takes storm clouds for people to repent. And he concludes then that they need to fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all their hearts in verse 24 of chapter 12. Consider the great things he has done, he says in verse 25, but if you still do wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. That's where we left off the last time. And you have the start here of the prophetic ministry as a double check on both the people and the king. Samuel becomes the first in a long line of prophets that would declare God's truth, Not what the king and the people wanted to hear, but what the king and the people needed to hear. And many prophets would then be persecuted because of giving messages like the one Samuel gave. Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 11, he would say, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And as the prophets would receive persecution, so would those in the church who spoke the word of God receive persecution from people who do not want to hear the truth of God. Okay, up to this point now, we've seen Saul... The first king of israel in a pretty good light from this point on though things start to go in a wrong direction and it relates again back to that prophecy in samuel chapter 10 when these signs come to you do as the occasion demands for god is with you you shall go down before me to gilgal and surely i will come to offer burnt sacrifices seven days you shall wait and just as you had the coronation now you're going to have a long-term fulfillment of that prophecy in chapter 13 verse 1 it says Saul reigned one year and the Hebrew on this verse is difficult so you'll see different translations if you have other than the New King James Saul reigned one year and when he had reigned two years over Israel so probably we were two years into the reign of Saul It says, Saul chose for himself 3,000 men of Israel, 2,000 who were with Saul in Michmash and in the mountains of Bethel, and 1,000 were with Jonathan in Gibeah of Benjamin. The rest of the people he sent away, every man to his tent. And these towns we'll read about. Michmash, uh, we'll read about uh, Geba, uh, Beth-Avon, and here Gibeah of Benjamin are all in that central area of Palestine in the allotment to the tribe of Benjamin as is Gilgal. Gilgal is on the far east of it. And what Saul does here, remember they're gathered at Gilgal and what he's done is he sent all the people back. He's done almost what Gideon did when he culled down the troops and he keeps 3,000 men 2,000 stay with him at Michmash and Bethel, which is the northern part of Benjamin. It's north of Geba, which is where the Philistine garrison is. And then Jonathan, who we'll find out is his son, Jonathan is down below. He's in the southern part of Benjamin, and he has a 1,000 men with him at Gibeah, Gibeah of Benjamin. And the rest, Saul sends everyone back to his tent. Then we read in verse 3, and Jonathan attacked the garrison of the Philistines that was in Geba. And the Philistines heard of it. Then Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land, saying, let the Hebrews hear. So they waited for the right time, and at the right time, Jonathan takes the initiative. And we're going to see that Jonathan plays a great role in the victories that they have over the Philistines. And at the appointed time, He's got the right men with him. We had read how there were men of valor that stayed with Saul once Saul was chosen as the king. At the right time, they attack, and they had a successful attack on the garrison in Geba. And at that point, it becomes the time for all the Israelites to rally. Now is the time that they have to come out of their tents. Now's the time they need to gather. They need to assemble as one man, as one Person, So he sent them away to the proper time, kept a few to himself, 3,000, and now that they've had this raid upon the Philistine garrison, he has a trumpet blown throughout all of Israel. And he says, let the Hebrews hear. And we think back to our study in the book of Judges, how Ehud blew the trumpet in the mountains of Ephraim against the Moabites. And we said that trumpet, and it's the same word used here, is shofar. It's the ram's horn. The ram's horn gave a clear sound that could be heard for a great distance. It was the trumpet used to rally the troops to the battlefield, just as they blew the trumpets when the walls of Jericho came down. It was a trumpet to assemble the army of God against the enemy. It was the greatest of the Jewish Ritual instruments, the shofar, the ram's horn, the trumpet. It was to signal the assembling of the people.
0: It is always a source of joy to hear from our radio listeners. So if you have any comments on today's study, please send them along to us. Our address is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's S H E A R Hyphen. J-A-S-H-U-B, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. Again, the address is P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, please join us for Sunday service. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m at the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane, just off Route 1. The exit is number 61 off I-95. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of A Remnant Shall Return, which in Hebrew is Shi'ar Jashub.